0: All right, we are back. We are here. Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca, the Hard to Tell podcast. Episode 35. I don't know what athlete's number we're going to make. It's a Kevin Durant episode. Chris Kamen. Uh, um, Clarence Weatherspoon. Clarence Weatherspoon is is last. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I put all this in the rundown. Uh, Yeah, you had like every every 35. Because
1: before, okay, so before before we were talking about this like a few weeks ago, yo, when we get to 35, what are we going to do? And uh, Dexter mentioned Kevin Durant. And I was like, I think Kevin Durant's corny now. Oh. So I'm not. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm like one of the few Dur- so, Durant depend- and like supporters. Uh, defenders, supporters. I, I support <laughs> his decision. Okay, I don't just agree. still yeah. think he's corny. It could be both. <laughs> and, and that's fine. And but he, I, I think he's corny. That's what it is. It's just like, you know. So what about somebody, Frank Thomas? Frank Thomas? Like Frank, Frank Thomas. Thomas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh that. yeah. commercials. Big he hurt. Down, big hurt. Right. And, and he <laughs> was Bo's teammate. Bo's teammate at Auburn football. I oh, also like. Ricky Henderson. We do that. Oh, oh that's
0: one of my favorites. Oh. <laughs> great. You know what? Underrated. We just grade. we just bring give, give him all. No, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> all Matt. Did, Matt, you, just take note of that. If you hear our guest that's <laughs> with us today, we have this is our second musician on the show, but I believe it's our first musician that has won a Grammy. We have a Grammy yeah, Award-winning yeah, 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 yeah. musician here in the building. His name is Nabate Isles. He is a trumpeter, Grammy Award-winning trumpeter. I've seen him perform many times. I've known him for probably about 10 years. Yes, yeah, sir. Or in so the, in now. Business, yeah, in business. In business now, we've probably known each other. Um, also is a producer for Sirius XM NBA Radio, and he hosts uh, on the Manhattan Neighborhood Network. He has a show called So Much to Talk About. I like that name. (laughs) There there is so much to talk about. Yes, Yes. a lot. We have a lot. We have a lot to talk about today. But we, one of the biggest things we got to talk about is you got an album coming out, and it's your debut album. Yes, sir. It's coming out, uh, electric, electric, excuse electric or eclectic. Eclectic. I didn't want to mess that up. I was thinking electric. Um, yeah, but indeed. eclectic excursions, yes, which I like, because see that's why I, I, you know Tribe has a song called Electric Relaxations mm-hmm. and Excursions, and I kind of was mixing that. And up. you really, <laughs> really, really like Tribe, yeah. and, 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 I, and oh, yeah. of course, that's and I know yeah. you yeah. Can oh, both like baby, yeah. Queens, you know, three of us like Tribe. <laughs> yeah. So um, you have this album coming out. It drops uh, July twentieth.
1: July twentieth. July twentieth is mm. the
0: album. Two singles are out already. Second one with Zai. It's a little, you can say, I'm gonna say something, probably put your age out here a little bit. <laughs> it was a little late in the game for you to have a debut album. Yeah. But you've done it. H- how excited are you to have your baby, your first solo album coming out now?
2: Well, it's, a, it's very exciting because um I kind of would be hard on myself that I didn't have an album. I didn't have something that represented my voice, representing what I create, mm-hmm. um, represent my experiences. Uh, I, I would be, it, w- it was a frustrating. You know, kind of frustrating to me, like I would be hard on myself, you know, that I didn't have that. Because a lot of other musicians, they came out with albums in their 20s. And and I tried to, um, you know, I did an EP like when I was around 27, 28, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't happy with it at all um so and i haven't even listened to it i should listen to it now see how it sounds i may put it out and if it's, if i like it now you know okay. you never know but but it, <laughs> <laughs> or remix it yeah. but no but just um you know i've been involved in i've been over 20 years i've been in 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 the jazz world i've been performing and and performing with a lot of different musicians and uh i just yeah, it's just it's so many interests. I think too, through my thirties, getting into the sports business, like because growing up, sports and music were my two passions. You know, yeah. I wasn't practicing, then I was watching a game or playing outside. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so so it was funny that I wanted to get into sports. You know, after I was on Stump the Schwab, ESPN, I won that. I said, hey, I I know just as much as the people that are on television. R- Let Ryan, me just Ryan,
1: no no no, I, I know yeah. of Stump yeah. the Schwab. Yeah. But no, I
0: thought I just saw how his eye raised. I I <laughs> mean, he told me. That. Yeah, years ago, so I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah. It's like, oh wow! Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, but
2: no, but musically, though, um, yeah, I just uh, there were so many things going on in my life, uh, and and I just wanted to explore different passions of mine and everything. And and then I felt now was the time to do an album. I felt I learned so much from the standpoint of organizationally, uh, promotionally, uh, financially. You know, um, I had so many. You know, a few great investors helped me in this project, mm. um, and which was great. And and I feel like I'm more mature as not just a musician, not just as a, a composer and an artist, but more mature as a person. And um, that helped me be able to execute this project uh, in the way that I wanted to. And everything has gone according to plan, really. Yeah. So we, we,
1: we, We've talked about like album length and album promotion and things like that. That's just kind of somebody who leads on the side of, oh, if you have something, just sort of drop it. Mm-hmm. And you also like shorter albums, and we're seeing a trend now where artists put together shorter albums, and they're sort of just coming right. out with projects like out of the blue, right. unannounced. So uh, you're obviously taking time to promote it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how do you how do you feel about that? Do you feel like you're going about it the right way, or? Great question. Uh, I I thought
2: about this actually, and. Um, it's something that i want to do in the future like putting shorter projects out and everything like that and just come and out right with it yeah yeah because mm-hmm. cuz now and and do a little bit of promotion like kind of yeah. you know like but but i feel um you know i for me i i need to build more of a name a mainstream name you know like right. from that standpoint to do that and i think eventually um i will do that i would want to bring out eps and things like that that's that's important but i think that's a good trend to do cuz you know, it keeps artists relevant, kind of, you know, like, for example, the Black Thought EP, when he, it's just 17 minutes, but I, it's finally I, I something love that, that Did you love yeah, it? yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I knew you would. <laughs> well, but I mean, you know, I, I got to say one thing about the Black Thor EP, like yeah. bars galore. Yeah. Don't get me—I mean, of course, you know. But yeah. but no hooks, no like like <laughs> it's like we we just gotta get a little bit of a song so you, going. You still you know, like, like the like,
0: structure in song. I I do. Yeah. So do I. But I still can appreciate the oh no, just straight song. oh yeah. like, oh straight spinning. Oh no yeah, doubt, yeah, yeah. no doubt. What do you? Oh,
2: but it's like to me, it's like. Four and three fourths stars, a four and three fourths mics. You know, the, the one agree. fourth I take off is
0: just, yeah, you know, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just if he had more diversity of of songwriting and okay. things like that. That's I the only that's, thing. I think that's fair to that. And so I want to ask you but, because I'm also into uh, titles. I want to know like people's. The mm-hmm. concepts behind mm-hmm. their projects, and this is called Clectic Excursion. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Why? Why that name? What's the inspiration? Is there a concept behind it, if even at all? It doesn't have to be, but is there?
2: Oh yeah, major concept. Uh, I I was influenced with this record uh, because first of all, usually um, jazz records, you know, I I you know, I hate to categorize, but records of improv improvised music. Yes. You know, you usually it's the same band. Usually it's the same quintet yeah. Yeah, with a couple of guests. You mm-hmm. know. I wanted to do completely different uh, from the standpoint that I had around 25 musicians on this project, mm. and and different musicians, different denominations on each track, mm. different instrumentation each track, um, because I'm I was I I'm influenced by the Quincy Jones records, you know, yeah, like yeah. The Walking in Space, The Dude, Body Heat, uh, you know, those albums, oh, Back on the Block even, where all so types of scopes of black yeah. music, you know, scopes of jazz, pop. Gospel, funk. funk, you know, hip hop, everything like that. That's what I was really inspired by, like how Quincy Jones produces records. So I wanted to to come up with that concept. We eclectic excursions. Eclectic meaning so many different, uh, not just different styles and genres of music, but different personalities and voices of the musicians mm. I had so eclectic and then excursions the you go you know on that journey you know on that journey where where you don't know what you're gonna come up with you know so that was uh, the concept I had in 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 that and uh, I'm blessed uh, to have all the musicians I'm gonna mention the musicians real quick I yeah, gotta mention yeah. all of like Sam Barsh uh, producer uh, of the album as well as keyboardist. he Co-wrote the song The Man by Aloe Block. He co-wrote oh, that. Oh, really? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's but but a tremendous improviser. And he uh he's done stuff with Anderson Park and, and well, with Kendrick, yeah, or, yeah, you know, Kendrick, Joey oh, Badass, got, yeah. Malibu so yeah. when yeah. it came he's out. <laughs> of, he's worked with a lot of people we like. Exactly, That's you know, cool. and so Sam's my producer, and then Adam Clipple, another uh keyboardist from Memphis, Tennessee, great keyboardist. Then on um, bass, I had the great Christian McBride who I work with it's in his big band. He uh, made an appearance. Uh, Also, Ben Williams, another good young bassist, killing um, bassist from Washington, D.C., yeah. And uh, also, um, as well, Brad Jones, my mentor back at Home School of the Arts, he was my mentor. Back in nineteen ninety one while I was in high school, you know, and, and I've worked with him ever since and, and one of them, a very underrated bassist, Doesn't get the recognition he deserves. So oh and also Kave Rastigar from Nebody, the group Nebody. Yeah, okay. And he's a good friend of mine. We went to college together, and he's one of the baddest electric bassists in the world, and he plays with um with John Legend in his band. Mm. Um and then drums, I had Jonathan Blake, the great Jonathan Blake from Philadelphia, as well as uh, Nate Smith, who was Grammy nominated himself this past year, you know. With his group a lot, King, of King a lot of resume yes, yes, <laughs> yes, sir, yes, yes, indeed. And then also, um, and then guitar, David Gilmore, who I met through Steve Coleman, worked with him through Steve Coleman. Then we've worked together for so many years. Um, and then also, I'm trying, oh, um, I don't want to forget anybody, Elena Pendehues, one of the great young musicians out there. She's an excellent flautist, she plays on. A couple of tracks, and then um, uh, oh, for horns you had Jaleel Shaw from Philadelphia, great mm-hmm. alto saxophone player. Lauren Sevian, baritone saxophonist, tremendous player. Uh, Frank Lacy, a legend, yes. you know, Goomba mm-hmm. Frank Lacy roots, Frank you know, yeah. like yeah. Mm-hmm. Were, you know yes. like uh, one of the last band, one of the last band directors, musical directors for Art Blakey mm-hmm. uh, was on it. Um, also, Stacy Dillard, great tenor saxophonist and soprano saxophone player. Jimmy Owens, who my mentor, my musical father. Mm-hmm. Who I had to make sure he was on the track for this album. And then, too, I had a string quartet as well. Um, you know, uh, Frederica Cryer, Amy Bateman, uh, Eric Stevenson, and Beth Myers. Eric and Beth, we went to Eastman together mm. as well. And then, two outstanding singers, by young singers by the name mm-hmm. of Alita Moses, who she's featured on Find Your Light, the, the first, first single, single. Yep. Um, as well as uh, Michael Mayo, who is featured on a, on a classic called Strange Fruit, Billie Holiday uh, classic. Um, so she, so Michael's just incredible, and Alita, she's incredible, and also um, two, and and as well, uh, Elza, the great MC Elza, uh, yes. laid back, and then Jordan from Canada, singer, uh, was on the album that's too. And I hope, I hope cats. I did not forget anyone else, and I'm, I, I don't think I did. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think I did. All right,
1: Elza. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, thing. sir. Yes, sir. Bars. Yes. Yeah, galore, galore. <laughs> How. Did that happen?
2: Wow, <laughs> I, I gotta say, like it's so funny, Elza. I met him at SOBs when he did a show at SOBs back in 2012, mm-hmm. and 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 Glenn, it's so funny. I wasn't hit to Elza until like more like 2007, 2008 when he okay. came out with the preface. Yeah, you know, okay. with that yeah. you around know? the same time. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before him. and that was right yeah. after Slum Village, you yeah. know, and stuff. And and uh, my friend Glenn Ford Stewart, good friend of mine, and uh, he lives in Abu Dhabi now with his wife Tamara. uh, He hit me to Elza. Hit me to all you know the real MC's and I've always you know but, but I mean the underground MC yeah you know? so um, so Elza, I've been a fan of his one of my favorite lyricists and just the wordplay this cat has is incredible and and uh, so what happened was met him at SOB's and and then you know I would see him around like a little bit when he was in the city but but then um, I saw that he was managed by uh, uh, by Glow 365. Jay mm. Barber managed him, mm. and Jay Barber and I have talked, you know, talked and stuff like that, you know, uh, musical things. And uh, I contacted Jay, and I was like, hey, I want to have Elzai on the, on this track, you know. He says, send me the track, and and the track laid back was was a beat that I did like a few years back, you know. It was a beat. And I always said that when I do my debut album, I want to have live instrumentation play that, and Mm -hmm. we'll make it happen. And there's also two drums on there, Jonathan Blake and Nate Smith playing two drums. Yeah, yeah, two drums. At the same time, you don't even... Really, I really yeah, noticed. i now gotta cool. really
0: listen One more person, yeah.
2: Alakoi, Pete on percussion on the album too. And he's, L.A. Cat, and he's on too. That track too. Uh, he isn't on that track, oh, but, but I wanted to make sure okay. I mentioned his name. Okay. I didn't right, want to right, forget right, Aliquor, right. You know, Mike right. Holden, great MC as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah,
0: he's a, is he the only is Elza the only rapper on the album?
1: Uh, yes.
0: Only rapper, and, and he didn't
1: pass. come halfway either. Yeah, we yeah, we
0: yeah, heard, he, yeah. oh but exactly. he gave you two
1: verses, oh no, yeah, and they were both hard. Yes, yes. hard. Yes, so you, yes. Haven't, <laughs> yeah,
0: <if> you <laughs> haven't heard that, you gotta hear that. Laid back, uh, the single is, is really good. Um, before we go to break, let's just also talk a little bit. You also produce for NBA Radio for mm-hmm. Series XM. Yes, you are in the music world and you're in the sports uh, yeah. journalism broadcasting world, if you, if you would say that. How is it? I've known you doing both for a long time. You know, I also do a lot of stuff. Mm, yes, indeed. Oh man, um, that's up man. But how man. is it doing both for you as a musician and being a sports world? And talk to us a little bit about what you do at NBA Radio. Yeah,
2: um, stuff. yeah, well, NBA Radio, I produce uh, the evening drive show NBA Today with uh the the craziest host that you'll ever work with, very <laughs> much Justin Termini and Eddie Johnson. Eddie Johnson, former yeah. Six Man of the yeah, Year yeah. award winner.
0: Wait, those you, cats. So wait, I'm sorry. You <laughs> produced the show where Bruce Bowen just went off of Oh yeah, yeah. I was, oh, I was man. sitting right next to Bruce. Yeah, that was right. oh, wow.
2: and you noticed how Bruce? And you noticed like on the Twitter thing, he would look over to me, yeah. like talking, because like I was looking so. like, he wow, went he he went he went wow. yeah, yeah. Went oh in. wow, that's but that's that's a whole nother. Yeah, we well, yeah, know. We'll <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so I want to talk about the Kawhi situation actually. I have my take on that. Oh yeah, back to back to Oh yeah, but NBA Radio like pretty much produced that show and. uh you know i work with the guys and book guests of course and and make sure i structure everything with the show and uh also i get on they get me on the mic sometimes as well so Mm -hmm. which is good um for over under segment that we did during the regular season uh that i created which was cool um so yeah uh it's great and then you know it's and 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 to your first question about uh balancing it's difficult it's difficult um for sure and it's very difficult because uh real quickly because I, um, you have to be at a high level for both, and you have to put a lot of time into both. Yeah. And I feel like I don't have enough hours in the day at times, you know, and it's tough um, because it's like I, I strive for perfection. Mm. And, uh, you know, that's, it's, it's really tough, but it's rewarding because there's two things I love to do, and two things I love to be a part of, and two things
0: I'm passionate about. Oh, you're doing, so, you're doing a great job of it. Thank I mean, you. hey, you got thank a Grammy, you. man. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. So, so <laughs> yeah, that's always both good. Both for Christian McBride's Big for band. Christian yeah. <laughs> and yeah. two, time, two for two. Two,
2: two for two. two. Both. both the Big band albums won Grammys. Won Grammys, yeah. Yeah. Where do you yeah. keep the Grammy? Oh, well, we get uh like, certificate. Get a certificate. Because oh, okay. Christian gets a Grammy. He gets yeah, yeah, he gets a Grammy. Grammy, yeah. But yeah. we can get the Grammy if you, I think you have to, if you you can. Certain things you do
0: in the, I know how it You get it for this project. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so that's right. That. I want I it. want that. I want, want that, that <laughs> Alright, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk with Nabate more. He mentioned the Kawhi Leonard, we're gonna talk about NBA stuff since that's what he does. And jazz and hip hop, how that mm-hmm. all fuses together. We'll talk about that more when we come back on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. What's up listeners? You know sometimes how it can be hard just to get from point A to point B. Now when I have to get anywhere and I don't want to deal with the hassle of public transportation, it ain't hard to tell how I get around. I always make sure to use the best car service app in the game. I'm talking about Lyft. Lyft offers rides in minutes. All you have to do is download the Lyft app, request a ride, and you will be on your way quickly. Lyft is all about happy riders and happy drivers. Take a ride with them, and you'll see why 9 out of 10 rides end up with a 5-star rating. Lyft always has amazing offers for new customers, and I'm here to tell our listeners about a great offer today lyft is currently offering free ride credit to ain't hard to tell listeners if you are new to lyft then you are eligible and getting your credit is easy all you have to do is download the app and use the promo code ahttpod to unlock your free credit today ain't hard to tell who is the best car app service so use the code today and ride out loud with lyft the best new sports web series is here. It's from Backpack Broadcasting and it's called The Sports Walk. The Sports Walk is a series where diverse sports fans take a walk and share their views at the intersection of sports and society. The entire first season is now available on Backpack Broadcasting's YouTube channel and backpackbroadcasting.com. See what other sports fans have to say about a variety of issues in the world of sports. Watch all 13 episodes from season 1 and take The Sports Walk today. Our guest, Nabate Isles, Grammy Award winning musician, and we are hoping he gets another one for his album that comes out yep. on July 20th. Eclectic Excursions, check out the two singles that are out right now. You can catch them all platforms, right? That's Apple right. Music, That's Spotify, right. yes, iTunes, iTunes everything. everywhere. Yes, yes indeed. Um, so Google, sure Google people Play. People know that. Yeah. Uh, he's also an NBA producer. We're going to talk a little NBA with him right mm-hmm. now for Sirius XM Radio, is what he does. This is probably one of the, I don't know, I don't know how exciting this free agency period is going to be. <laughs> it's <laughs> more
1: stressful than exciting.
0: That might be the good word, Nibate, <laughs> because I don't know if there's going to be the action that people think. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm saying this, but what do you think? Do you think we're going to see a lot of action? And and who's gonna kick it off? Is LeBron making the first move? Is PG thirteen making the first move? What's happening here?
2: Yeah, I think um, first of all, the Kawhi Leonard situation is yeah. where that's that's that going to be the that's the barometer of like if Kawhi is traded because uh the Spurs are looking to, you know, as we all know, Kawhi's done with the Spurs, they're done with each other. Yeah. At least they spoke we and at least me. they uh, you know reportedly, um, you ever heard him talk? Uh well no they they he did meet with pop. They did meet yeah yeah but we haven't heard I'm just saying yeah. because
1: because he you know
0: Kawhi says
2: nothing. Uh, oh well, <laughs> well now like, like said well, more than Kawhi. Well, you know well, this. When yeah. the light when the lights on, but in yeah. private but
0: conversation. It's, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah,
1: yeah, when Bomani Jones says you ever heard Kawhi talk and then <laughs> You're like oh Kawhi just, just say something, quiet. Just quiet. Quiet. <laughs> 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 but um. Well, you but, think
0: that's that's kind of the first? You think that's the biggest shoe that needs to drop? Yeah, to yeah, okay.
2: absolutely, because that that determines whether LeBron joins LA, you know, uh, or yeah. wherever Kawhi is traded. You know, I mean, well, obviously he won't go to Boston ba- if Kawhi is traded to Boston. LeBron won't go to Boston. Nobody you know? better like, go to Boston. Um, but, but 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 I got to tell you, he would fit.
1: You would. I, been just I just don't. Incredibly wealthy. Awesome. Yeah, I just yeah. don't want that in my life. Oh yeah, I don't right. want to deal with like
2: 23 <laughs> James, like a Celtics, like I Green. I don't, don't right. want to deal with the Celtics <laughs> <laughs> winning. Uh, I gotta say, they're the favorites though in the, in the East. That's it. They especially, are. Yeah, that's. They. They look. Yeah, in. and Come when on, Haywood, Haywood and Irving will be back. Oh my goodness, you know
0: it's. Yeah, I don't know if we need that in our lives. I don't. I don't want that.
1: We don't. We've been to Boston. On oh, St. Patrick's yeah, Day. Yeah, oh, forget, we, forget that's a whole that. Thing yeah, so that's all. <laughs> no, like, like our
0: producer Matt's laughing. Don't ever bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> really, I you know, love I, bringing I, that really love story up. It. So <laughs> let me ask you. A question. So with all that being said, mm-hmm. where, you know, all right, right now we're recording this. Uh, this is June 29th. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is before July 1st, folks. If you're listening, where do you think LeBron's going? If you, if, I hate the gun to your head term. Oh. But if you had to bet,
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I okay. Check this out. Lakers.
2: if if Kawhi is with the Lakers he's going to the Lakers if Kawhi does not get traded to the Lakers mm-hmm. I think it's Houston
0: you think Houston will find a way to clear that cap yeah base? yeah I'd that, and,
2: Houston. And, and unfortunately they're gonna have to let Capella go to get LeBron you know they're not gonna be able to afford and then also they're gonna have to that trade and also they can't resign <laughs> they can't resign uh, Ariza and also Why they'll have, have to, to trade P.J. Tucker yeah, they're gonna have to clear, but right. but I I, mm-hmm. I see because and then also too, I, well Carmelo already opt in, opted in, opted into his. Uh, but he be bought out. Or and and I can see Carmelo joining them in Houston as well. You know yeah. what? Ooh, like ooh, banana. so, banana, banana yeah, ball, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then D Wade, he's a free agent. But you know but, <laughs> I, but At some
1: point, and this is everyone saying this. At some point, everybody thinks that they're going to get together. When would be a better time than now when they can actually make this work, right? I mm-hmm. just don't know if that's gonna happen. I'm more stressed out about the LeBron situation because it yeah. just sounds like he's going to Lakers. <laughs> stuff about his, his kid, his kid enrolling to school <laughs> and, 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 and him getting a new, a new crib out there. And he already has a crib out there. I don't know his what? businesses that he wants to do in LA. It just sounds like he's going to Lakers, and I don't want to deal with Celtic fans, with Lakers fans. Don't want to deal with anybody. Yeah, but.
2: I, but, I could tolerate rocket, But the fans better chill out because uh, the, the Golden two. State Warriors are still, you it's know... Still yeah. like, <laughs> See, so but LeBron, it's
1: like, why, why, why go out West?
2: You, uh, guess what? I know why. Because people have always said about the Eastern Conference being weak. It, you know, eight straight finals, not really a big deal. You know, Eastern Conference... They were so was weak, weak, they'd beat them. You know, but, but that's the thing. Like, mm. So he can say, like, I'm going West to try to enhance my legacy... And so, you know, he can kind of go I on mean, that angle. I mean, if he does, you know, you know what? You know what? You so, know what?
1: I think and this is not going to happen. This is never going to happen. But I have said for maybe a year or two that the thing would enhance the legacy, enhance
0: his legacy the do most. It. Don't do it. Don't go where oh. I think you're going to go. Oh, don't even you don't <laughs> what, 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 you dare <laughs> say that he's going to play at L'Bate, the Garden.
1: Navate,
2: oh, Navate, <laughs> that would be a dream. That would be a dream. But look, <laughs> here's the thing though, but, but like, it's It's, it's, right, it's more.
1: You? It's more than if you were to go to L. A. and just you know, Kobe's been there, Kareem's uh, been, there, Rose uh, been uh, there, everybody's uh, been it's there. Not happen. I guess what Shaq's been there. Got, but here's the thing: the thing that would enhance his legacy the most, bringing that one ring and bringing that title. Oh, he's the greatest of all time. It'll be like yeah. yo. It'll it's, be like he has seven rings. Right, right. Do you, do yeah. You, do
0: you realize what you guys have done now? Every <laughs> Nick fan has listened. Your heart, to heart, heart can't stop He's beating. Your heart. It's like, true, and, I'm, it it and you know
1: ratio. I'm not a Nick fan. I'm just a New Yorker by you know by trade by heart. I'm mm. from here. You sound you here. excited I'm, though. I'm not a Nick. That but would I, be exciting. But I
2: think I think with KP getting hurt, that messed it up.
1: That's the only thing. Any chances of that? Yeah. That messed. That up. Yeah, yeah. What I think LeBron should do is. Well, well, I would like for him to stay in Cleveland, but I, that's just not going to happen. And Colin Cowherd, who I don't always agree with, I give him credit for pointing this out, he could retire until February and then kind of see, because none of these situations really look ideal mm. right now. And then join. rest with all the minutes that he's logged, like 50,000 yeah, minutes. Add it up, you know. If you add it up with all the playoff series mm. and all the playoff games that he's played, that's three extra seasons onto his career, three extra full seasons. So, really, he's played the equivalent of an 18-year career, someone who came out of high school, mm-hmm. and someone who's going to turn 34 in December, the same day as Tiger Woods' birthday, by and the way. And played
0: amazing basketball last year. So, you, let me ask you, we said all this talked about LeBron. We got What, the, Matt? <laughs> you didn't like Tiger yeah, Woods? I was excited. What do you think this leaves Paul George?
1: Okay. Oh, now, wait, 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 wait. wait, wait, I wait, think wait, wait let, me, let me tell you real quick. <laughs> let me tell you real quick, because I brought this up, but I want to see what you think mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. The My Journey thing so they're they're showing my journey they're following him on espn right and he's basically on one episode i don't it was like the most recent one he's talking about yo it's always been my dream to play with the lakers Mm -hmm. you know i've always dreamt about i didn't dream about playing in indiana i didn't dream about playing in oklahoma city he couldn't mm -hmm. have because they weren't around I dreamt about playing with the Lakers because I'm from LA. Mm-hmm. So do you think that he's going to Los Angeles? Cause I pretty much think that, not even after watching that, but he's been giving it away for like one or two years that he wants to be well, there, I, I think the people around
2: him. I think he stays in Oklahoma City if uh, if Kawhi doesn't get there, you know,
1: and, and, and if LeBron doesn't get there.
2: Like I think he wants he wants I don't think he wants to go to the Lakers by mm. himself. You know what I mean? As the guy, you know? Which he questions on the show. Because he's not a number one option. He's he said that really, he's a number two on the championship team is the number two. Yeah, When he Denver was one.
1: having when he was having wine with Dwayne Wade, he was talking about how, oh, uh, you know, I, with me, Dwayne Wade was telling him, Oh, for me it was all about winning. Like people think that he, me and LeBron had this plan all along, which they did. And then uh, you know, they just mm. basically like they basically orchestrated that when he was like, "No, we just wanted to try the best case scenario to win, and it just happened to be in Miami." Yep. So with Paul George, he's kind of weighing like, "I want to like I love the Lakers. I've always loved the Lakers, but is that the best case scenario for winning right now with Lonzo but Bate Ball?" Thinks
0: that it, a lot of it has to do on what what chips fall first. So you think that he's the guy that kind of waits here? He's going to wait. What do yeah. you
2: yeah. think? He's going to wait, and then Oklahoma <laughs> City. Mean, what might I have, think? and yes. might as might as well stay there. If you know, and you'll be with Russ, and he gets along with
1: Russ, so it's. A, does he get along with it? Russ? Yeah, oh, yeah, they, they do. They to do. Really good, good they okay. have a really okay. good relationship. Okay. okay, I wasn't um, trying. I wasn't trying to be funny. Mm. No, I'm
0: supposed, I, I think <laughs> I, I'm with. I'm with Nabate. I think a lot. It's about a lot. What falls first? Now, the thing I find interesting about the whole Lakers Spurs thing is who really has the leverage here, and does a deal get done yeah, soon, soon within the next the first few days of free agency. And I do agree, I think what happens with Kawhi is yeah. going to set a lot of this stuff in yes. motion. If I'm LeBron, I'm waiting to see what happens to Kawhi. Right. If I'm PG, I'm waiting to see what happens to Kawhi. The thing I think about PG when Nabate's spot on is I think he recognizes that he's not that guy, right, mm-hmm. to be on his own. And that's kind of cool. It's kind of nice when somebody's like, yeah, I'm really good, yeah. but I'm not that dude. Mm-hmm. And I think he's somebody can accept that and will be played a sidekick role. In Big or, five. And, and or, also, that's another thing. Oh, one,
2: one thing with PG. Yeah. He prides himself on defense. So Absolutely. it's like for him to be a two-way guy, exactly. and have to do that. That's why he's like, I was nuts. gonna say, because he wants to be that mm-hmm. lockdown guy yep. in crunch time, the last five minutes. Yep. You know what I mean? Instead of then having to find offense as well. That's like and, it warmed down in Indiana. It did warm down it's a little take
0: bit. Preston, him you and LeBron, LeBron needs that too. Because he's been having look how much and, he's had to and do. Kawhi. Kawhi. So, exactly, and Kawhi. And Kawhi. Look how much they like, had to it's do. Like, yeah, look, good point. Paul
1: George and I agree with that because I was gonna say Paul George may not want to try to be that dude because he knows he's right. gonna be overexerting himself. Mm-hmm. Remember, right. he's been through this in Indiana a few years ago when Indiana was really good and they really wanted home field advantage, home court advantage, and they wanted that one mm-hmm. seed. He was their guy. Therefore, he had to overexert himself the most, and by the time they ran into Miami in the playoffs, Done. they were pretty tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, they took them seven games. Though, yeah. So, so, so you know, it's like games. it's it's yeah. like anything else in life—you live and you learn, and you mm-hmm. learn through those experiences. So Paul George, I feel like he's learned from that, and he's like, "Yo, I want." If not players that are better than me on my team, mm. I want more help. He wants to be defensive. I can't fault him for doing that. He wants to be defensive. You're just here. not
0: getting it with the Lakers. Good, yeah. I mean, or playing with Kawhi, <laughs> all them guys can do it. Yeah, yeah. If, if he goes to the Lakers, he's gonna have to wait at least a year before they're serious. So r- real, mm-hmm. real quick, I want to get from the bate before we move on to some hip hop. Uh, you obviously the draft was just recently happened. Mm. We could do hip hop uh, next segment. Did you, did you like that? We got to talk about some Knicks because the Knicks. I don't think I've talked. I don't know if I've you're a Nick fan yet. about it? Knick, Uh Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, all so right, so you guys are both Knicks fans. We're,
0: We're both right. long-suffering Knicks fans. <laughs> suffering, suffering. <laughs> did you like, what the, did good, did you like allegedly. what the Knicks did with Knox? And do you think the Knicks are going to do what they should do? In my opinion, this all season, which is stay pretty quiet, yeah. not do much.
2: I think uh, yeah. I I mm-hmm. I love both picks because Kevin Knox is steady. The thing was that Michael Porter Jr. Denver, the Denver Nuggets were the perfect team to take the risk on Michael Porter Jr. Agreed. because they have yeah. talent and they're already a playoff team, basically. Yeah. Um, but with Porter Jr., the thing is that you don't know he still potentially could be a perennial all-star. I mean, he was still like the number one player in the country, you know, in his class, high he school was. class. Yep. But um, you couldn't risk that. You needed someone like a Kevin Knox who's steady, gives you steady production. He can grow into a stretch. Got four. some upside. He's 6'10, six, six, he can grow to 6'10, six, 6'11 could shoot, you know, has great range. He reminds me of Tobias Harris, you know, steady offensive player. The Knicks need steady offense right now, especially with KP not being around for the first half of the season. They need steady offense. And Mitchell Robinson could mm. be still at the draft. Like, you know, he's had a contra- you know, controversial journey and everything like that, but he's someone that at seven feet athlete, could do defensively, could could rim run. Like he's someone that. It's like a Clint Capella a, kind of type. Oh
0: man, he could be. Mean, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to get people too excited, but oh, he man. seems yes like you are. Yeah, could be that yeah, kind yeah of Clint sure Capella,
2: like Rudy Gobert type of player, not as defensively oriented as Rudy, but like he, yeah, he can be someone special, Mitchell Robinson. And remember, he was a top top 10 player in his class, you know, in his probably, high school class. Probably too. like
1: two, two, three weeks before the draft, even. He was projected. projected... as a
2: late first-rounder. Yeah,
1: basically. Mid-first-rounder. He was, like, right after the lottery. He was in that 17, 18 range. I saw reigns. some of that. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you don't know... So you did really anyway. The really oh, very good.
2: very good draft. Good young players to build on. But I think they need to get bad contracts... For 2020, you know, because they have Noah's mm. contract. They need to try to find a way to get Dang's contract. Do what the Nets are doing. To, yeah, yeah, and then Courtney Lee's contract goes to 2020. You well, have, he's a tradable. And, and he's it. tradable, you yeah. And his contract isn't that bad, you know, but, but I think the Knicks need to build on these. So then 2020, that free agency class, because remember as well, too. Remember, that's the four years after people overspent in 2016. So now, a lot of, teams, you know, a right. lot of
0: other teams, including like the Knicks, who spent some bad contracts, that money's going to come <laughs> back. So you're, you are you mm-hmm. might have been in the camp of me that would have moved up in the draft if you could have to take Memphis' pick to get oh, Gokic, Chandler Parsons. who I love, oh, absolutely. And, take Chandler and, Parsons. Parsons. and take Chandler Parsons', and Chandler Parsons. And Chandler, I would have done yeah, that deal in absolutely. a heartbeat. Even, even,
1: know, two, even two years of Chandler Parsons' contract? Yeah, yeah. Not gonna yeah. Okay, not gonna anyway. you're not going to do anything. You're yeah. win anyway. i You're not going to win anyway. I do have a question for you, though. What do you think about uh, the reporting going on around this time of year, which we've talked about, and we joke about oh, bad reporting all the time, on too. Yes, 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 because yes. obviously, you know, we know the game, but a lot of people, it just sounds like they're putting stuff out there just for the sake of putting stuff out there, like a source close to person X, whether it's Kawhi, LeBron, Paul George, mm-hmm. tells me that he's reached out to this person, and they would like to play together, and, you know, oh. schematically, just whatever. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you, is... Do you think people are just putting stuff out here?
0: Well, I I even think that question is better for Nabate because you work with two guys who were in the NBA who have some connections Mm -hmm. to people in the league, whether it's in the front office or other players. And when former players or current players see these bogus reports, because we know there's some crappy reporting out there. There's some some good stuff, but there's... And there's journalists who do fantastic jobs. When you see it, like, does that bother you? Or are you kind of like scared about Like, Brian's asking, are you um, concerned about the information that's going out
2: there? Yeah, it's like, that's the problem now with social media. It's like, <clears> like <throat> whoa, what it. in the world? <laughs> like,
0: it's like, do you it's, laugh it's at it?
2: too much. Yeah, I do laugh <laughs> at it. It's just too much, you know? It's just too much speculation. Yeah. And I think that's pro- like, too, like, that shouldn't go out like with text messages or private conversations. That shouldn't go out at all. That's unless man. unless
1: you get like consent. Like, yo, right. do you mind if I? Because I've done that.
2: And Eddie Johnson, <laughs> Eddie Johnson on the show on the mm-hmm. NBA Today, uh, said it was it was. He thought it was bad journalism to, to bring out to put that out. That's bad journalism. Who put that? Who put? Uh, not gonna mention the name. Right, you, right. Know? <laughs> we, yeah. Yeah. you know, <laughs> I, do, I legitimately but, but, don't remember. But that was but that was his. You know, and and it, it, and I'm saying like, hey they have a job to do too, into yes, trying to put right. out information and to try to keep keep people engaged and keep people wondering in yeah. their minds what's happening. But the thing you is just like so if you
1: if my thing is this if you don't have the information, don't put out information. Mm. Like that's a pretty yeah. simple science. Right, right. Or right. if you do
2: have the information, like be selective on what, About you put what out. you're putting what you're putting out. But I think
0: yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head in that. like the but, 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 it, they doesn't, cry. but it
1: does not it but this doesn't matter boy does cry wolf. So you know right, what I mean? Right it, it doesn't matter because anything you say can get you retweets and followers. Because next week could go, it could be the said. Saying that's 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 the thing, that's that's why I meant because if you get the retweets and followers, people are going to follow you because they think you have information. And it's like, yo, go, go, you know, subscribe to this that I'm doing while you're here. We are in that age. We are in that age. All right, we're going
0: to take a a break. We're going to come back for the last break. We're going to talk about uh, some hip hop, how it's been fusing with jazz, how people are liking that. Mm -hmm. I know we love that. Um, that's kind of how we got into hip hop. We'll talk about that more. We come back on A Hard to Tell podcast sports
1: guru is the place where fans talk about sports via video all videos are 60 seconds or shorter sports guru makes the video look more professional and fun by adding automated on-screen graphics you can follow your favorite sports by team trending new or by people you follow and more type in the title of your video and it will automatically, that's right auto magically go into your on-screen graphics it's just that simple Tag your teams and publish sports. Let's talk sports.
0: It ain't hard to tell where to get the latest merchandise from Backpack Broadcasting. Gear is now available via TeePublic. Visit the Backpack Broadcasting Public online store to get shirts, hoodies, mugs, and phone cases. Represent your favorite Backpack Broadcasting shows, including the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, and of course, the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Check out the special offers for our podcast listeners at http colon backslash 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 l-i-c backslash backpack. Get in the game with your official backpack broadcasting here today. All right, we are back, in Hard to Tell Podcast. Episode 35, our guest, Nabate Isle's Grammy Award-winning trumpeter. I almost wish you had brought your trumpet with you, man. Oh, yeah. Play some stuff here. I, Brian, uh, yeah. To, no, next, no. next time, I next will. Time. Yeah, absolutely. Next time, we'll yeah, get Brian to take yeah. the freestyle over the trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. I'll write one. I do that encore <laughs> line. I, I right. ain't doing do it, all.
1: I ain't do it all off the top of the head because yeah. I'm just going to be cursing and mother effing everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what I, what I wanted to get into is that, uh, you know, jazz, if you just get into jazz and not to specify before we go into some hip hop, mm-hmm. I've gotten to see you perform live twice. I talked to you about once I saw you with your quartet, and then I saw you play with Christian McBride, which that was just a dope experience in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. I, it's interesting because i've thought about the times i've gone out i'm a jazz i'm a jazz and hip-hop head but i've gone to various jazz shows including your mm-hmm. own and it still always seems to be a lot of an older crowd yeah. you know and I, i've wanted, one of the things i wanted to ask you for this podcast is how do you think jazz is resonating with the younger generation because i got into jazz because of my dad my dad mm-hmm. played a lot of jazz on sundays he worked in his car that's right and that kind of shaped a lot of the hip-hop that i Turn to love. Yes. And we had this conversation a couple years ago at the bar about hip hop samples, so we're going to get yeah, to that yeah, in a second indeed. with jazz. But, like, do you think jazz is growing as a Art form as a mm-hmm. genre? Do you feel like John? Do you think it's connecting with a younger audience? Or does it have to?
2: Well, um, great question. I think the art form is in good hands from the standpoint of creativity because there's so many young musicians that are oh, and doing some dope stuff. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. I mean, these cats are really because they're taking advantage of what we were talking about, the age of technology. Mm. They're taking advantage of that because YouTube, I didn't come up with YouTube. You know, I <laughs> I I came up pretty much, I would get albums, vinyl, my father had vinyl, CDs. He did a radio show on WBAI uh, oh. for eight years called Musical Expression. So that's what got me into the music. Okay. Um, and my mother had, you know, all types of vinyl, not just jazz, but for R- the classic R and B and hip hop. Excuse me, R and B, funk, and soul. She's not a hip hop fan. Her. So you know, <laughs> but, um, but 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 uh, definitely, it's interesting that um, I think the music is in great hands. Create creatively. The problem is there's so many of us that are mm. around. You know it's uh, and I the I, for lack of a better term it's oversaturated you know like because well, uh, that's the thing but but the thing is that <laughs> they there in the jazz community it's all about there needs to be more community and being able to push each other's products out better that's mm. the thing you know mm. and uh, and and also being able to know how to market and promote there's a lack of that going on to the mainstream because a lot of you know, there's still a lot of elitists out there that feel like, oh, we're going to do this and this is what it is, take it or leave it. But you Mm. still have to have, like, you still have to be able to captivate audiences because we need more young brothers and sisters being able to listen to the music and want to play it. And if they don't play it, be avid listeners of
0: it it. and avid supporters of it. So you have to make it more accessible. So with that being said, do you like the things that people like Robert Glasper have done where they've tried to have that fusion of Mm hip-hop with jazz? Because I've really enjoyed... Glasper's projects yeah. in that because I like that sound with hip hop and then like obviously what you did on your single with like Elzai sort of bringing that together mm-hmm. um, and you might even get like I know Brian's probably not as big as a jazz head as the two of us yo yo but not trying to <laughs> diss him on that but I'm saying Brian likes Elzai so like just I'm just saying in that regards like that brings him in and he's like yo I really like it in yeah that. so you yeah. like that kind of thing and think that's good for the genre
2: I think that is yeah fusion is always because the genres always have fusion basically yeah. when you think about it like you, you had like True. um bebop like was you know a lot of mixture of like uh like kind of like uh, class, some classical, classical elements of elements. harmony, stuff mm. like that, like a uh, lot of progressions, like so bebop can you know still bebop and and it had like a very technical style of music, just like virtuosic classical music, mm. you know, like sim- like a like a, a concerto type of classical music. Then you had of course like the jazz and blues mix, you know, the jazz and gospel and and jazz and like you know from the '60s blue note records, Lou Donaldson yep. and uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Smith and et cetera, etc. Cannibal Adalie, you know, all those cats, you know, that mixed, you know, funk and jazz. Nice. And then you had like jazz and Latin fusion, you know, yep. from back in the 40s with Dizzy mm-hmm. and 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 you know, Dizzy Gillespie and you know everything like that. Like all that mix. And so It's always and, been and, and, there. and of course Miles and and, and yes. Herbie with Herbie jazz, and have, funk yep. and rock. So jazz has always been merged together you know that's yeah. it's always been because remember this music is the originator jazz and blues is the originator while all the other styles are more of the of the children you know of the, of of the, yeah the nieces and nephews you know so mm-hmm. that's the thing so I think with jazz and hip-hop that has to happen because hip-hop comes from jazz all the samples that create the sonic sound of hip-hop comes from those jazz records you know absolutely
0: absolutely that's that's something i definitely love yeah Mm -hmm. about it speaking of hip-hop uh
1: from what i understand you're a hip-hop head yes indeed what's your i guess i don't know favorite era or your like do you go back and listen to old school hip-hop more Mm -hmm. do you like today's hip-hop at all because i know uh dexter can't really tolerate some of the some of the stuff that comes out now yeah Yeah, yeah, some of the stuff in fairness to you I can't tolerate <laughs> some of the stuff that comes Thank out you, now. I it. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I like, 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 um, what was, it, what was your boy's album? Uh, Famous Dex.
0: You, oh, could I, I? Let me say something really quick. The other day, you I can. Was, it's I your was podcast. <laughs> I, was, I was in Walgreens <laughs> and <laughs> I, I'm buying something. I was, I was getting like pants. Did someone ask drawer. you if
1: you're Famous Dex?
0: No, but it's close <laughs> to that. And I, I, <laughs> I pay for, I pay for whatever. And so because I put in my card, the person probably told my rewards card. They saw my name. So when I, but I was wearing my the world is yours Nas hat no, and okay. I also had on What the
1: hell is this called? I
0: had on a, a hip hop t-shirt. I don't remember what I was wearing. So the person says to me he's like when I'm walking out the dude behind the register is like, "Yo, so you like that album?" I was wearing a Black Star t-shirt. So I thought he was talking about either Black Star, because uh, I had the album cover of that on. Okay. Right, a lot of great jazz right. samples on. Oh it. yes, indeed. And, and um, or Illmatic from So I'm thinking, he's, he's, and so he, I'm like, Blackstar, He's like, oh no, 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 the famous Dex album. And I was <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and I was like, nah, man, I don't, I don't mess with famous Dex like that. And the dude's face, he looks so hurt. Like, was, oh. <laughs> wait, was he <laughs> oh, a young you know? dude?
1: Like, yeah. yeah then he,
0: he asked me that. He said, like, how he said, had how? to have been he's young. He's a college, so I said I'm 35, and he was 25. And he was like, oh, he, was you like know he, was and he was like, oh, but I like most definitely, huh? How you know he was twenty five? I asked him. Oh, yeah. And he, so he was like, oh, I like most definitely quality too. But he was like, yo, that famous Dex though, Dex versus Dex, you gotta check that out. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> no, but I love,
1: I love the thought of that because I love when you're put in situations like that. Cause you kind of just navigate it like you're very smooth with getting out of that stuff, but it's just very funny to me see you see you, you know put it, <laughs> it. So that. That's it.
0: Because that's you
1: can't be like, yo, like. Nah. Because he
0: <laughs> mentioned that, I say I sorry, I hijacked your question. The yeah. question for you was, um, how do you feel about? When you say what hip hop did uh, Nabate like to get into? Yes, and how oh. do you feel about today's? Do you hip-hop?
1: like Famous Ooh. decks? I mean,
0: I, I never listened to
1: that. <laughs> and, 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 like, no no what, disrespect. I heard, but, you know, but no. I
2: think. Um, okay, well, the era for me, eighty-eight to ninety-nine, pretty much. That's like the era, you know. Like pretty much, what got me into hip hop was Public Enemies. It takes a nation. it takes a nation and millions to hold us back because the message they projected in that. Uh, on that record on that album, the message because re- really it was really what's going on, a lot of a lot of black males were being beaten up mm-hmm. or you know, being assaulted or killed at that time. He had mm-hmm. Yusuf Hawkins, you Yusuf know Hawkins. all you know, all those, even before Rodney King. Yeah, right, before Rodney King and, and the Rodney abuse, King. you know, of course the gang related uh, things going on in LA and everything and so it was like what Public Enemy was preaching was just so refreshing and also the symphony Marley Mall because I'm a Queens cat okay. that that got me and of course you know G-Rap and Big Daddy Kane mm-hmm. and Master Ace like it's like whoa like lyrics bars you know yep. like that's what got me into hip-hop and KRS also too oh, yeah. also the bridge is over oh yeah because I was I'm a Queens cat but I, I I
0: even liked it. I, I was I, like, I, "Whoa!" I, 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 yeah. How did like, you feel when that dropped? Because I feel whoa. like Queens. and where are you from in Queens? Whenever oh, uh, you. Oh, LaFarge like, City. From LaFarge City. Okay. Corona. So, corona. I'm I'm, City? I'm, 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 mm. I'm out
1: in Ridgewood. So. Oh, okay. Right. I'm like kind of Queens, Oh, uh, you know. Okay, in the middle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, See, in the, in
0: the middle. i keep trying to tell this guy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's Queens. Yeah, so you talked about that the bridge is over and you felt that. Yeah. As a cat, like you were like, no, you yeah. kinda
2: and, came and Exactly. And K R S and just his message too, you know. Mm. And also, you know, self-destruction, that song really got me too. Just the messages, you know, that, that that was portrayed about, you know, that uplift black folks, you know. And um, so that that that's what got me into hip-hop. Uh, but now the hip hop yeah, now, yep, you know. It is no. We're in a new era, so and, and let me tell you, the production is real. Like you know, for example, Bad and Bougie Migos. I'm not feeling the lyrics that much, but that's what I'm saying. The production elements, but that's what that's what gets people The creativity, though. the production. Yeah, like you know, you know what I don't like about
1: today's hip hop though.
2: You just Where need great lyrics over that production. That, you know too, what I mean? yeah, yeah. that too. Because
1: I've said on this podcast, I'm like the thing that draws me to an artist before anything else is what they have to say. Mm-hmm, yeah, because I want to be able to know that even if You're going a cappella, I could, I could feel you, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I hate how you're I hate how. So, we're dropped today's uh, June 29th as we're recording this. Yes, this is the day that Scorpion comes out with Drake, right? Right, uh, and this isn't like what involves Drake or anything. But my thing is, with today's hip hop, as soon as an album drops, do we really have to go on Twitter and tweet out lyrics like at 12.05 a.m., <laughs> five minutes after <laughs> <it's> <laughs> it drops. classic, be hype beasts about it already? <laughs> I saw it, I was sco- uh. Twitter searching Scorpion Classic, like from 1145 to 1205, just to sort of see the evolution of people already saying it's a classic before it came out mm-hmm. and things like that. Because this is actually happening. And that bothers me a lot as a hip hop fan because it's like, we we can't be doing this. Sky mm-hmm. Zoo, who sat in the same seat oh, when he was on our wow. podcast, yes. he, had He's yeah. our first he oh, was our oh, first. Guest. Wow. Yeah. Yes. 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 Sky Zoo is, he said, a bunch of things that resonated with me. Sports fan too, yeah. Yes. Yeah, big Nick fan. That yeah. was yeah. He said albums are here today, gone today. Yeah. So I want to know how do you feel about that as a musician because like we kind things oh. a lot of things come yeah. and leave, like you know unless you're not that many people are smart. I say no. it on the. T- I say it. A lot on this podcast. A lot of people are stupid. They're not mm-hmm. going to have things resonate. So.
2: Right? No, no. Yeah. You have to like for me. I have already thoughts. Uh, I'm already like have concepts ready. You think about that. you think about for the next, next album. Product. Yeah, I've already have a concept yeah. for yeah. that and uh, writing now for that. So um, that's the thing. You have to think about what's next for sure. Like mm. that's important because as an artist, you have to go to that next step and growth and 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 maturation and and go through a metamorphosis. That's mm. Mm. In, t-
0: in terms of because Brian brought up the word classic. <laughs> um, in terms of hip hop albums, what, what do you? What's the last album that really you felt was classic and really hit your soul in, in hip hop? Oh,
2: that came you, the last album that came out. The last out. The, the
0: last hip hop album. This too could be came whatever. Out. Okay, and you okay. Were like,
2: man, that's a classic that really hit my soul. Oh, very um, classic. Okay, because, because all right. Here's here's out Al- Fonte's latest one. See, I oh, see, see that one.
0: That is that is up there for me, hip hop album of the yeah, year right now that, between him and Royce. The five Him nine. and Royce the five nine. Those yes. are my two. Those, Royce, those, are two yeah. those are the two best hip hop albums of yeah. this year. So you really like? I like Fonte's oh, album. Oh man, loud, Fonte's
2: loud, too. album, just the messages he has, and also like the diversity musically. Yes, And he doesn't sing as much too, which he said he can sing, sing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm saying I like how he balanced it and stuff like so that. Why? Because with Foreign Exchange, yeah, you want him to sing for Foreign Exchange. You want him to do that. And that new single that he got. Then, is really good oh too. my it's god! Good. Yeah. yeah, and oh, it's crazy. And and and, him and
1: and he has a Freddie Gibbs verse, Dexter. Oh, do you, do you and
2: love, Freddie, Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs. Do you like Freddie Gibbs?
1: <laughs> Freddie, Gibbs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Gibbs. Yeah. <laughs> but I but I have but I have to hear Freddie though. I have to hear Freddie. Oh, I haven't like, heard it. yet have heard so, it You yet. might not
0: know <laughs> from this podcast is one a joke. Brian loves Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, yeah, I loves Freddie Gibbs. I'm not I'm not anti Freddie Gibbs. I'm just not that enamored by him in that way. Um, but I do think Freddie Gibbs can rap, and I do think he's good. And, and yes. but other, I, I Matt. Matt's covering his face. <laughs> yeah, it
1: is. Guys, who said
2: the same thing? And there's <laughs> two. And his two other. Two other albums that really resonated. This year, That uh, came out this year. Late last year. Oh, late last year. Okay, go ahead. Rhapsodies. Oh yeah, we love that. You uh, know, Rhapsodies album. You know, album, you know yep. what I'm saying that. Wow, and that, and also Saha the Prince, No doubt. Yeah, we Sundays. we those
0: are in our top albums. Whoa, well, I won't be Sa- listening to that one that Sa- much. Because, anyway. Sa- <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he's Sa- kind of wilding Sa- now. Sa- <laughs> Sa- no,
2: I he's lyr- oh, Bikrit, lyrical. Oh, Big did you like Big album? I haven't listened to that yet, so I have to hear that. Yeah, it's it's that long, That's but good jazz it's
1: jazz elements in it as well too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Big Crit is dope, oh, but I think yeah. that. But, I, but back to back to Freddie ahead. Gibbs, real quick. Uh, so <laughs> to, I, no, but <laughs> I just want to know, like, what is your sort of uh, analysis? Yes, because anybody that can support what he likes, he's gonna uh, no, because <laughs> no, but, I no, but, I just with, he's with vers- Dexter
2: Sitting here, I just <laughs> want to know what you. Think. No, he's a he's a versatile MC, versatile MC, and and I like and when I and when I saw the um. The uh, trailer for oh Freddie. that was dope that, that was is dope. hilarious, hilarious. So, so I wonder I just want and then the album cover too like 80s. Was, oh, and, and was was like, Teddy Pendergrass yeah Paul Teddy, Paul T- yeah, yeah, great. Teddy it's Pendergrass Freddie cool. Jackson that's yeah,
0: great I actually
1: yeah. have actually have a separate question uh so what do you think about I guess people are trying to figure out how to make money in music right mm-hmm. so with uh, streaming services like yeah. Spotify and things like that, yeah. obviously, like it's different. Yeah. yeah, Freddie Gibbs is actually someone who said that he he's making shorter albums now moving forward because he wants you to replay it over and over. He feels like that'll give you more replay value. Mm-hmm. And then you have other people like Joe Budden, for example. Discovering different ways to kind of make money outside of music and do things outside of music to be successful. Right, right, right. Where do you feel like all that's going as an industry in terms of dealing with the streaming services, trying to figure out the money yeah. that's being made? Yeah, things that's of that nature. it's a
2: great point. It's just uh, it's just being like for me, I'm starting to uh, research technology and research right because like, you the do feature, other things. The new, yeah, the yeah. new trends, yeah. the new trends that's a, going you, just on. Like, yeah. Just
0: like just like journals, we got to stay on top of it. Right, awesome. right, and and that's the
2: thing Can't that's keep evolving. Right, and that's why for this album, I wanted to make sure I. Could created it and being able to put it out there and you take advantage of digital platforms and things like that but I know from my future projects now with the research I'm doing and trying to acquire like information and trying to forecast what's going on next mm. you know that's 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 what I'm looking for now to be especially being I you know improvise jazz
0: improvise music you yeah. know because so. of the 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 Classic, people, in jazz. Are you, will your album be on vinyl? Are you, are oh you, yes, yes, yeah. Okay. It, will, it will be released on vinyl. going to cop back. Yeah. It's a vinyl I'm head like, over I'm there. I would say early oh, fall. I'm, I'm like trying to start a new, I'm trying to actually start up a vinyl collection, especially for jazz. So I'm definitely getting a copy of that on yeah. vinyl. Oh, for sure. For sure. I'm definitely going to do we that. Want to ask you before we go? One of the last, I think, great albums in my opinion that had such a strong jazz influence in terms of hip hop mm-hmm. was Kendrick Lamar's "To a Fly. Yeah, that's the best album
2: of the century of the 21st century. Yeah.
0: I happen. Yeah. To, I, happen to yeah, yeah, I, of, I happen to agree with you. Yeah, In terms of hip hop, I happen to agree with you. Yes, indeed. Um, you. The last time you and I had like linked up, and we had like drinks and some food. Yeah, yeah. we spoke about. I remember because you watched like the Belmont Steaks that day. And we <laughs> was, <we> spoke, <laughs> what the I, hell? I remember, talk, I remember that. It was random. We were talking about. We were talking about that album and just like how. You know, good it was, and how much as a jazz musician, mm. <laughs> to, Kendrick Lamar and the Belmont State. <laughs> yeah, that's not two I, things that a go together. <laughs> or black people watching. <laughs> black right, black right, 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 right. You know, no, and unless they, it's back in the days when
2: it's jockeys.
0: You jockeys, know yeah. Like, was, but okay, now, but yeah, now, now yeah.
2: jockeys make money. There's yeah. no no yeah, black right, people. Right, right.
0: people <laughs> because we, well, to be fair, we just met up to have drinks that day, and have some food, and we just happened to be. There. It wasn't like me and the box. It was like, "Yo, let's go watch the Belmont State." I don't think any black people. I was no, right, going, I no, I right. was going right.
2: to my high school reunion that day. That's what. Yes, I remember yeah. that. And remember, because that was um 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 uh won the triple crown that year, two thousand fifteen. Yes, uh, it was the year the first uh, yeah, time, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah.
0: longest time since before yes, this triple right. crown. All right, to pimp a butterfly, Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm, yes. Um, how did that resonate with you as a musician to see such <sighs> a prominent jazz sound on an album? Not sure we ever kind of really heard it that prominent mm-hmm. in mainstream hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um how did that make you feel to hear that kind of album yeah
2: live instrumentation yeah because you you know you had definitely had jazz style records you know with with no id with yep. do or dilla or you know uh uh tribe of course yes. you know but but with live instruments other than the roots instead of yeah. son- sonic was more wasn't jazz but more like groove bass but yeah, the roots yeah. had that jazz influence but yeah with with kendrick's album it was great to to hear all those instrument instrumental elements you know on the album and then that swing like that blues that minor blues they did the second track you know yeah. um yeah that's and and the message is deep you know and and just Barsh. Just amazing, and and a lot of the top musicians on that. Sam Barsh, my producer on yep. the album, uh, he co-wrote Institutionalized. Yes, so yeah, which yeah, is yeah, 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 yeah. So Kaiser, very tri- and,
0: and, uh Glasper, Anderson, Park with the vocals on there. Uh-huh. So, yes. um, Thundercat. Thundercat, Thundercat, and,
2: and Kamasi Washington Kamasi really Washington, emerged from love. that. Yes. Yeah, um, so. so
0: yeah, no, a great album. I love that. I love that album. Brian wants to ask you a little bit of boxing before so, we get out of here.
1: Okay. Oh my God, they are messing up this Deontay Wilder Anthony Joshua nah, fight. Nah, nah, so it's,
0: it's it's
2: percolating. Fact, they, they, I, I you think do think they're, do they're do. just milking it. So yeah, basically they're just what's, letting what's, it rock. What's yeah.
1: happening is they they had they didn't come to a deal again, um, and. Anthony Joshua in September has already agreed to fight Alexander Povetkin, mm-hmm. who Deontay Wilder was going to fight, right. went on a plane to fly to Russia alive, to fight him. And he's a live dog, too. Povetkin. And Povetkin, who can beat Anthony Joshua, uh, failed the drug test while Wilder was in Russia. Mm-hmm. He failed the drug test. I forget the name of the drug, but it is made to increase your stamina, which obviously in the heavyweight division and in boxing in general is a big yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, So with that being said, you think they're milking it. Yeah, yeah. It, ma- oh, yeah we let it going Let you, it. Oh, yeah, it will. Let it marinate. Let it marinate. You like this? I do because I think it will make it even bigger. You know? I don't. Cause Cause also, I think this too. happens too much. But and I, also, think Anthony, I think Anthony Joshua could get knocked out by Povetkin. Yeah, he, like that. That dude is not. You
2: like, know what? Well, Joshua. That's that's the thing. Joshua, if he's if he's focused and sticks to his game plan and stays on the outside with his jab and everything like that, keeps him at bay. That's important. That's because that's how he fought Joshua Parker. You know, I, same thing at bay. You know what I mean. So that's what he's gonna have to do. I didn't think he looked great in that fight either.
1: And well, Parker well, Parker's tough to.
2: He, he has good. a very I, tough side. I've, like, I've said for two
1: years that Deontay Wilder would knock out Anthony. No, Joshua.
2: he no he wouldn't. I no, he wouldn't. He would. I think he his Ooh, skill like his. This. No, it's I think good. no, I think Joshua's skill set is better. So? And, sk- and skill set, skill set. I don't and, think that matters. And, but versatility, being able to have a A, B, C. Joshua has a plan A, plan B, plan C. Jo- Deontay Wilder is just heart. Heart can take and you all. And power, you know,
1: you can't overlook
2: you that. Know, but no, but Joshua can come up with a game like he almost killed Bermain Stavern. You know, you like, know what like, I mean. Like, who like who Bermaine
1: but, but, is like no, I'm know. saying he almost killed him, <laughs> like know? almost killed no, him. But, he had but, a body but, on his record. But like I'm he saying Louis so, but, I've but, seen but Anthony Joshua get knocked down by Vladimir
2: Klitschko by somebody who's not as strong as Deontay Wilder. Vladimir Klitschko has a hell of a punch. But
0: not at the age. <laughs> but he's not stronger no, he than Deontay was. Wilder is. It's not like Klitschko didn't fight again. Cl- fight again. No, no, but Klitschko, Klitschko. What I'm saying
1: is Deontay Wilder is somebody who I've seen Anthony Joshua's chin get tested, and but, I'm but like, what Dylan he, White but, almost. But I'm saying, him down too. but I'm
2: saying this. But what happened with Luis Ortiz, who hasn't, who did not fight in the ring for a long time? But, but I he think got he's gassed. very good. But Luis Ortiz was absolutely skill set wise was was. Dominating Wilder, he was dominating. Yeah. Skill. That that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But like then skill. Wilder, what happened?
1: Wilder Wait, came back. But but but, 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 that's what, saying but I'm Ortiz. saying he was gas. Ortiz was gas. Ortiz, Ortiz was gassed. did
2: not fight. He Anthony Anthony didn't Josh, have many rounds. I remember
1: watching so Anthony
2: Joshua Josh was prepared. Joshua was, and was prepared,
1: he and he's younger.
2: And that's another thing. So, too, so they're letting know?
1: they're letting Deontay Wilder. I think Eddie Hearn. No, no. I think, I think Eddie Hearn is just being overprotective. No, and I think that he's waiting out, so then they can really, really can, cash out.
2: He's doing what Oscar no. De La Hoya but does guys, with Canelo. But guys, they can both make more money. That's the thing. They,
1: can they both could. They
0: could. By stretch. By
2: stretch. But here, yeah. Yeah. but it's yeah. also, and I'm it's with, also, it's also risky
1: because it's I'm also, gonna, risky, because it's also we'll, risky because, again, he could lose to Povetkin. Maybe Deontay Wilder ends up fighting. I don't know. Jarrell Miller and gets upset. I don't think would happen. everything's everything's a risk, right? And
0: it's about whether it pays off. Here's the thing. I understand where both of you are coming from. I don't like this in boxing. I, t- I, I want to see the fights happen. It's annoying. But I I don't think I understand it, from the business side. It doesn't side help why the sport things in things. terms of the fans. I think it does hurt the sport. That's where I'm with Brian. I think it does hurt the sport, and that's where it frustrates me. But I I think some of the greed in the business side is like, yo, let's stretch this out so we can eventually get more money. I agree that they fans can get more money. Fans don't care about the business. Yeah. I agree they can get more money. Yeah. They're not wrong. Right. They definitely are going to get more money because yeah. of this. There's no doubt about it. Does it... Look, here's the bottom line. This is what we say. You know how do they you know they're going to get more money? Are we all going to buy this fight? Yep. you yep. right, we will. No matter if it comes out in September but then, or January, then
2: you get more like casual fans, March, like whenever. that are like sports fans that aren't boxing fans, and then they're like, "Oh wow, it's finally
0: happening!" But see, okay, I want to know how so much of those fans come more, over. You know? I just I'm mean, always intrigued. Although, me. I
2: mean they'll just watch that fight, but yeah, they won't yeah, be yeah. boxing fans. Do you, you think?
1: Know? But do you think? I think what Dexter's getting at here is, do you think that more fans will watch it in March of 2019 as opposed to September in 2018? Absolutely, you you get more you fans get, will get, watch Yeah, it? because
2: the news the, when when the news percolates and when the news. Uh, when the news of of the fight finally happening, and or of the dissension going on with both camps, people get intrigued by that, and people want to see more of that. What about Flo- Floyd and, and Manny, for example? Yeah. Would they've done? Would they've done four point <laughs> dollar million, million buys? I think it's four point nine million buys. Would they've done that five Three, years, years ago?
0: No. But it would have been a better fight. No.
2: Uh, it would have been the same. Floyd would have. I mean, I still think Floyd played, yeah, would have yeah, won. Yeah. But I think the fight would have been actually. Yeah, yeah, been yeah, I think yeah, it's probably. also fight. different and, because and, and, and with, you know why Floyd did that. Because he, he, he wasn't going to have Aram yeah, yeah, yeah. run well, that whole yes, thing. Because Floyd wanted to be a promoter himself. And I Floyd also, offered Manny to leave Aram and just come with Mayweather. I also think, it, you know, I know. I also think it's,
1: that's a little different, though, because with Wilder and Joshua. Oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. they're both, yeah. Because both, with Wilder and Joshua. They're not that business savvy. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not even that. They have all the heavyweight titles. Who's left to fight? You're not going to tell me, oh, I need to get rid of Alexander Pervekin because he's my mandatory. Actually, the
2: real heavyweight champion, Tyson Fury, oh, is there to fight, too.
1: Nah, I don't. I don't. He's I'm in. Sh-
2: he's in. Sh- that people, people are saying. People, people are saying. do sleep on his t- style. T- I'm, I'm sleeping his t- on Tyson. T- t- his style is very people difficult. People say that. I'm like people very. Do- and, he's he's big, big. He, and he's big. And he's big. And has a good say, chin. People say, people say that. I chin. mean, see. he beat Klitschko, you know? but barely. He didn't really do anything. No, no, no. He dominated Klitschko in that fight. Barely. But was barely. He won like nine rounds. You guys know. it. But he didn't really He didn't do anything in that fight.
1: He didn't do anything in that fight to make me think. Oh yeah, he'll take Deontay he did, Wilder. Well, no, he oh he didn't. All Deontay Wilder needs to do is tap his chin. But, but he's kind Joshua of Joshua like, too.
2: I'm not. Oh. Well, actually, Fury's he got knocked man. down by
1: Steam. Steve Cunningham was a cruiserweight.
2: Right, right. No, absolutely. He did get knocked down, but also he got careless. The people get careless. Like, fighters get he careless. He got careless against Clisco,
0: too. Clisco so. just didn't make him pay. You know? He didn't. Yeah. Well, he didn't. Well, no. Good <laughs> boxing. <by laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens with that fight. It looks going to happen in mm-hmm. March of 2019. Uh, Nabate. Bro, album, we, album comes we, we, out, we hope. We hope, yes. <laughs> 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 it doesn't get pushed back. Nabate's album, which will not get pushed back, comes <laughs> out July 20th. It's called Eclectic Excursions. Mm-hmm. Nabate, you also have a uh, pre album, pre-album release show that you're yes, doing. Yes, sir. Absolutely. That, that'll be uh, July
2: 12th? Yeah, July 12th at New Blue. New Blue 151, which is 151 Avenue C in New York City. Yep. One of the great clubs in the city, great uh, eclectic <laughs> music that they that they uh, feature there, New Blue and it's going to be great. Uh, Elzai will be performing. Nice. Lita Moses, uh, who sang Find Your Light, she'll be performing with her band, too, as well. She's opening. Uh, DJ Dance will be uh, spinning throughout the night whenever nice. there's no live music going on. Also, T.L. Cross, good song huh. songwriter, yeah. artist, uh, and everything. He, we went to LaGuardia together, so he'll huh. be with us. And the band is going to be great. Josh Crumley on bass. Uh, Dave Gilmore on guitar, um, uh, Mark Whitfield Jr. on drums, mm-hmm. uh, Jamail Brown on drums, Ian Young on saxophones, Adam Clipper on keyboards, and Sam be coming from LA. Oh, from LA some to perform as well. All right, so that's so, good. A great uh, band. Too. So
0: I'll, we're gonna. I, I know I'll be coming back from out of town, but we definitely uh, want to be there. I'm definitely gonna be there to support you. I uh, will be grabbing the mm, yeah. album. Brian's gonna grab the album. Yes, sir. Y'all need to pick up the album, July 20th, Eclectic Excursions. Abate, Thank you for being oh, the th- second musician, you. the oh, first Grammy Award-winning <laughs> right, right. artist right. Thank you so much here. for having me. Thank you. Yes, no, so man. Thank, thank you for coming. We appreciate it. Um, I know everybody learned a lot for the podcast. We'll see what happens with NBA Free Agency. Yes. yes. It'll, be, it'll, it'll be a very interesting month of July. All right, that's mm-hmm. it for episode mm-hmm.
1: 35 of the, going
0: to the of the A Hard to Tell podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Brian, for Dex Henry, the great, and mm-hmm. Abate Oz, we'll be back. 35. Josh was great. I just think I just I think all